Hello, Ventura Bang. Hey, Michelle. Hi there. Good. Yeah. You doing all right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's a bit quiet on my end, I think, because we're starting our recording a bit later than usual. But I'm pretty, my energy is pretty even. And I'm just ready. Yeah. Excited to see what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Good, good, good. How um, are you doing? Me too. I. I think I'm getting out of a low period, so I'm I'm mm. on the upswing, on the uptick. So that's that's good. Um, good. Yeah, I've been not doing my duties as diligently as I would have hoped for. So um, apologies on all rounds for everyone, all parties involved. But thanks for being patient for me to get back on track. Um, yeah. So I had a topic that I kind of kept secret from Michelle because I kind of wanted a genuine honest not to say that none of the stuff that we do is genuine but some of it you know we plan a little bit more than others yeah and I wanted we like to, to we like this vary it yeah yeah a little more spontaneous off the cuff um more than usual mm-hmm. so I have been in 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 the lieu of like the, the downturn of my um you know, spirits, I've just been kind of throwing myself into my creative endeavors a little bit more, um, just to either get distracted from things or um, just be able to focus on something that I can control. Mm -hmm. And um, so lately it's been like glass working, glass making. um, And I've like kind of worked into the hot shop, they call it, which is like um, hot glass. That's why you see things like the Netflix is blown away where they have like the furnaces and the glory holes and molten glass and they're shaping it with these big paddles and the blow pipes. Um, and then there's like fused glass, which is like you kind of build a mosaic and then they throw it in a kiln Yeah, after it's come up to a couple layers and all melts down to like one layer. And then there's um, the lamp working area where you've got um like the stationary torches and you can make like soft glass beads kind of stuff or like borosilicate items uh, and sculptures and then there's like stained glass where you can like fuse and solder things together and they all have like different coefficients of expansion and I've just been delving into like the science and the art Mm. and like the you know the fusion of both of them um and all of it and um I've been focusing more on like the lamp working aspect mostly because the studio space is like cheaper to rent um, where I am and um, specifically like borosilicate glass, uh, which is, you know, the generic name for Pyrex, which I think is like the branded version. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's meant to withstand a lot of heat, a lot of temperature. Um be- uh, so as a result, it has a very low coefficient of expansion, meaning for you science nerds or non-science nerds out there, it doesn't want to melt very quickly. So um, you need to apply a lot, a lot, a lot of heat um, in order for it to melt um, relative to quote unquote soft glass. Which and then once it's melting, and then once it's melted, is it cool? And harden faster as well, or um, or the it, initial resistance. It also takes a while to cool down. So in that sense, it's a very forgiving glass in the sense that if you uh, remove it from the flame, it will not like just shatter after it's like near seconds of exposure. Although you do probably want to keep it a little bit warm if you're going to plan on working it on it again at a later point. 
um, just so that the outside isn't cooling down significantly large uh, different rate compared to the inside core of whatever your glass project is Hmm. good question um it kind of reminds me like the term like viscosity for like liquid things yeah yeah yeah, i think a couple episodes ago we were talking about like blobs and yeah um, if something is has a high viscosity versus a low viscosity so in the lava lamps they're all homogeneously heated you know um the glass outside is is definitely originally warmer than the inside unless you're um continuing to warm it up uh and it's just very molteny um and so obviously like not everyone wants very clear things all the time sometimes you want some color sometimes you want to throw some designs in so with each color um and manufacture and even lot you know there's a lot of different properties that can vary um you know based on the colors so the colors are derived from certain metals or um, chemicals that are added to the rods in order to make them, you know, a certain sheen. I think like red and yellow, like the bright reds and yellows, they usually have like cadmium in them. Some of the other ones that have like little kind of shimmery or glittery, those have adventuring or chromium in them. And those um, like older batches, like the ones I have, uh, they create fractures if you don't turn the oxygen high up enough um, because so glass and, and how do you control the oxygen level so on the lamp working torch that i have kind of gotten used to you have two types of no- uh, dials one of them the main one is called the gas nozzle so i think that lets in just general air from like i think i don't know if it's propane or something um and then the other dial is the oxygen dial. So mm-hmm. depending on what your combination percentage or like how much you're turning up for either of them, it can vastly affect the outcome of your end product. So if you have something that really should have a lot of gas, but you're underdoing the gas, it will take a long time for it to become melty because you're not giving it enough fuel or you know flame. Um, vice versa, if you have a lot of flame but your piece is very small and doesn't need to be that big your glass rod that you're making everything out of will become very droopy because it's needlessly too hot and like you're melting more than you need to um, and for oxygen this is the wizardry part that i'm trying to figure out so with the colors some colors they like to have low oxygen levels some colors they need high oxygen levels some don't really care so you start out with like a somewhat neutral color and um depending if you have high or low oxygen levels it will make it turn into a different color so for example there's this one i have it's called green amber purple it's a frit so frit's like a if you think of the sprinkles version of glass so it's like ground up shards tiny little bits like sand um of glass you can get them in like fine um very fine coarse or very coarse so you know th- those are all different sizes that you can get and for beginners they recommend coarse or very coarse um just so you don't burn everything um and so when you get it as it is it usually is like one color so this blue amber purple it's a light blue kind of a sky blue um just a mild sort of almost periwinkle color 
But if you, I can't remember which way is which. If you turn up the oxygen, I think, or turn it down, it becomes kind of greenish, like snot green, um, which is not my most favorite shade of green. But it isn't a look, you know, if you might be going with that or for that. Um, and if you turn it the other way around, you could get a very purpley look, like almost uh, beyond a lavender, but not quite a true deep royal purple, but somewhere in between. And this is like a translucent glass, but I guess depending on how much you add, it could be almost opaque. And in addition to that, I think this particular frit I've got it's a lustering kind so there are when you melt it there might be some streaks so it's not just homogeneously that one shade it'll have you know small variations um I think of, of how the the colors will change um and so my big question to you Michelle for how this was um are there things in life that you can think of? It could be um, profound. It could be quite silly where you're kind of at a fork and it could go either way. And you're kind of okay with both ways, you know, like, cause you just don't know enough about each way yet. Or maybe you do. Um, this is very open-ended. And like, when do you kind of feel like you want to pick a certain side? There's that Robert Frost poem, you know, where he's like two roads, once diverged, and I take the one less traveled, right? That's another fork in the road. Um, for art, I feel like there's not much high stakes involved. So it's really dependent on the, the artist, the creator, and the observer for, you know, what they like, when they like. Um, yeah, so, any thoughts? Or so would you like me to kind of refine the prompt so a little bit? Let me just paraphrase. Yeah. And you can tell me if I have this wrong. So your, your question, first of all, very cool breakdown of some of the science of mm. the last work that you're doing. Um, I think it's neat to, to know kind of what goes behind some of the things that you kind of just see mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Go, how would that have been created? Or, you know, why is it this material versus this? Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the idea of what is my coefficient of expansion? <laughs> Yeah, um, that's where I was kind of thinking, like, huh, I don't know if that was going to be your question, but it's like, yeah, what is my coefficient of expansion? And kind of like you said about how the, your internal temperature can be compared to the more uh, exterior temperature. Um, so maybe we can circle back on that or just leave it at that yeah. question to just toss out. So your question is, I guess, seems mainly when it comes to artistic decisions. Or it could be any kind of decision you're making. Any you, any decision, like artistic a, ones, I think probably most easily and relatably addressed to the, the current question, but also, I guess, on the broader scope of things, um, given our semi-frequent existential crises. <laughs> um, but yeah, but what, what, when, kind of, what, what kind of propels you to commit to one way versus the other? What tends to be the main driving force? Yeah, and, and like, why do you think you commit to that way as opposed to the alternative? Or, you know, what's the worst that could happen if you do go down that other road that you're not normally inclined to try? Big question, sure. I know. But maybe you can, you can just pick, pluck an example from your life and then we'll run from there. 
I think, I think, yeah, I think it, like you said, it can be small situations. So maybe you are applying to new jobs, for instance, or like a school right. program and you're fortunate. Even if you're, even before the step of if you get accepted to these roles, but just the act of which one do I want to pursue applying towards and putting work right, into. Right, right, you're, you're, the, 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 the decision be- part is in your hands now. It's no longer in the outer, yeah, yeah. greater, whatever entities outside your so whether, yeah, whether it's putting your application or maybe once you have received an acceptance and you need to actually decide which one I'm committing to. Right. Uh, yeah, I do grade those a bit differently too much. I definitely seek a route of happiness over mm-hmm. and joy over other logistics, maybe such as like money <laughs> or, sure. or, um, or prestige of it. It's like, well, I, I think it's for me, it's like, well, I want to make sure I feel like I'm flourishing and I'm doing well. And so I'm maybe, getting something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe things that are compromising, maybe it's not the most prestigious thing, or maybe it doesn't pay the most amount of money, or maybe it would require, uh, maybe it would, t- it would, you know, make things uh, delay the step for me achieving my next goal in, in life or whatnot. But I think I focus on, will I be, will I be kind of doing well? Cause I don't just want to be able to attend whether it's a program or a job and just show up day to day. And yeah, I would do probably fine. I'd be do, I'd do well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure I'm actually excelling and feeling growth within myself and making a difference of some kind within the setting. Uh, so I think I prioritize those things. Um, but then on the other side of the spectrum, for me, you know, when it comes to artistic decisions or if I'm going for a hike, like I talked about, like one of the, like forest bathing Shinrin Roku mm-hmm. that I do, or just like I, I think it ties to a lot of times in my movement, like if I'm going for walks, or if I'm like walking through the food market or something, I'd like to introduce a sense of play. Uh, what do you mean by that? In terms of like letting myself drift towards random things and okay. and letting the the pathway of my movement be determined more of like a subconscious like stream of consciousness of like I'm just gonna go this way no real reason or understanding why but I'm just gonna like stump it's like kind of stumbling about and I do like to kind of enjoy stumbling about the things that I feel are of like you know trivial consequence like I'm just gonna like go down this aisle for like sure. no real reason is it the is it like the most effective or not most effective, most efficient route to get to the cereal aisle? Not sure. at all. But like, I enjoy being able to explore this like area of play and stumbling. And so, it- are these are these the times when you like you have a grocery list, or you're just kind of like, I think I know what I want, but I have the leisure bandwidth time to kind all of the above. wander around. Okay. Even, even I'm in a hurry and then I just might tick you off. Even I'm in a hurry, I might still like <laughs> get a little a little bonbon of these sure. moments of okay. like, you know, not a huge deviation of time, but like sure. push myself, add an extra 20 seconds on. You uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, walk like, through, walk through an extra little detour of an aisle or two. Yeah, do do a little twirl. I also um so that's that's kind of I think the my first response uh-huh. to your question. I also like the idea, which is like to me, I'm not a master at, but yeah. So you choose route A. Yeah, and, and the Robert Frost poem is also a great comparison. Road less, road less traveled, whether that's by you or others. Um, 
Because sometimes, yeah, I like to just follow like where the deer go, you know? I really don't care if people have gone that way or not. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah, I feel like going. Well, one of the things that I keep in mind going where everyone else goes is usually it means lines and it's expensive. You know, going to Disney World is... uh... That's a path well traveled, and yes, Disney but World sometimes you just really want to go on like Space Mountain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the what's it called the Californian, yeah. the one where like <laughs> yeah. you're lifting and you're just staring at an IMAX screen. Cool. Very it's cool. Like, the breakdown is very simple, but it just gives me such immense little, joy little, to little fans blowing in your face. You're 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 so worried your shoes are gonna fall off because they've been lifted up like less than fifty feet you know less than a roller coaster but it just brings me such a small sense of like um, adrenaline um classic one but no so it's like yeah you choose route a yeah just saying and then maybe maybe it's the beginning maybe it's well halfway through and you're like this is or maybe it's well into it and you're like this is not going as i planned or i'm just changed as a person and how do you do you, how can you like hop over and like you know do some cross-country skiing to get over back to route b or do you like backtrack completely and do some insane reversing you know <laughs> so or, 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 been, or do you, or do you just been... sprout or do you just sprout like this new route c that you just create from your knowledge of going down route a and not enjoying but you just hop on this brand new route c versus trying to still pursue route b you know I, that's why i think it's interesting when you're trying to um change your path a bit and that can be tricky and require a lot of like i think resilience and some preparing and also like fearlessness to just like i'm just gonna go for this and yeah historically i've been quite pig-headed and stubborn about this and i think you know this about me michelle and tara Bay, i don't know if you do but i spent um five years in a major that I thought I wanted to be in and then about year two and three I was the classes were not lining up to my expectations and yeah um, I was not performing as well as I hoped um, because I don't think the teaching style was like getting into my head um, the way that the instructor wanted so I had yet another existential crisis trying to figure out um, if this was really it or if I needed to switch and um, some of my other friends most of them <laughs> hi they reached their their that point they were like nope eating out you know gonna gonna do something um, not necessarily path of least resistance but like something that they felt that they were yeah. more aligned with naturally and I was just like I'm gonna stick it out because I believe though I have no evidence to support it, that I think it will get better. It will become more interesting Hmm. as I, you know, get to the final couple classes and that's where I want to be. And then um, I had like talked with even some of the heads of the department and one guy was very disparaging in particular. And to this day, he was like, you will not make it in this major. You'll make nothing of yourself. Just because I told him in my previous, what my previous uh, education in high school was like, he's like, that's not a good school. I was like, what are you talking about? I hmm. think it benefited me in many ways, but he couldn't see the value in it. And so as a result, he dismissed me. And as a result, mm. so then uh, a different I kind of stayed on that major to kind of like just stick it to him and just mm. partially to be spiteful, partially because I really wanted to 
have this one pan out and um i think it worked out for the most part like i can speak somewhat intellectually about the subject and you know when i hear new developments and discoveries i'm like great very happy that um i learned some of this um but in other regards like in my current role <laughs> um in my job i'm like uh I wish I weren't so pigheaded and I was more adaptable because, you know, sometimes the initial way that you approach things is not the right way. So you need to figure out not necessarily how to pivot, but um, Mm. how to take an input a little bit better, a little bit more so that you can readjust the trajectory a little bit. Um, In my walks, the Shinroku, is that what you said? Shinrin Roku, yeah. Shinrin, yeah, that I've been taking some more walks in the parks too. And I always try and um walk a little bit further every day. Um, oh. which you know, there it comes to a limit, you know. Um well, especially if it's in, a loop versus if it's like one way and then you have to go right. all the way back. So it's like so yeah, where where I am, um, there are quite a few trails I can try and I know some of them are just straight up and down and that's it some of them are loops and you know you can come back and then other ones are like intricate loops like they they kind of double back and like form several s shapes and they're all kinds of crazy but they're on some lakes and forests and um, some schools and it's just it's nice you know I'm glad I have the luxury sometimes of yeah. you know being able to come into work early leave work early and then I have a couple hours to myself of just wandering around but that's but that's where the planning ahead comes in though of like I'll, hold on like, no that's just that's just my daily here's here's I mean, my I've been issue. about the I've been about the hiking planning of like okay so these there's this route but like can I make no I just I use the all trails app yeah okay so here here's here's my part um so I'll like look on my watch and they'll tell me the time when sunsets i'm like yeah the 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 all trails app will be like yeah you should be able to make it i'm like okay and then i walk Mm. and then inevitably there's always some kind of deviation whether i go in the wrong direction or i stop and take some photos (laughs) or you know something or another i always end up walking at least half an hour an hour longer than what they expect of me and so sun sun will set and then i'm like okay i still have half an hour window an hour window in order to get back that time passes and still i'm not there yet i'm not Mm. back at the parking lot so i'm like oh shoot i hope my phone battery can last long enough so i can have the flashlight you know lead me back to the car and um the the trails are they're not paved it's just dirt so a little bit scary and for rocks yeah, and root grounds and- all muddy and in the areas that i'm in it's like hard to tell what's trail and what's not trail already in like the you know fall to springtime because it's not like well maintained i mean it's, it's somewhat maintained but you know one forest floor is very similar to the next patch of forest floor that isn't trail uh so <laughs> it's like looking at my phone for the map and then just trying to figure out how to quickly get back and like also it. not run into deer but it's it's trying to like give myself a little bit like a whole other spontaneity like, yeah med- meditation kind of practice of like how do you resolve and work through something like that that's so interesting to me and because stephanie has shared with me like some of those photos she's taken and she speaks so highly of like i'm loving this activity it's so neat to see the find these trails and stuff 
and she has never revealed to me this whole second half of like by the That's way because by by the time i'm like at a lost point i'm like i need to conserve the phone battery i right, can't but even once you get home or something like you could be like oh, i'm yeah. too exhausted you're too exhausted okay <laughs> you're okay that makes sense and I then and no then everything's everything's uh, copacetic like i hadn't you know like uh run into any bears or whatever so by the time i wake up the next morning it's business as usual <laughs> you know nothing I else see, to communicate so, yeah, so because that was, everything that's, what was, that's, okay. so that's what I was getting at. You know, it wasn't like yeah. that your work schedule. It was like the planning yeah, of like yeah. the time. Mm. How do I know? Like, how do I actually move through these spaces? Like, how long will I actually mm. probably take? Or like, you know, just because it's five miles total, like just knowing where you're at. And it's hard to plan that. And then you'll, but sometimes, yeah, if it's like, I'm okay if it gets dark, I'll figure it out somehow. Or I like the thrill of like, what if I get stuck out here? I'm glad I don't have to navigate by compass and, you know, old fashioned ma- um, map that you have to fold and unfold. I can do that. I, it's just not preferred. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what were your other questions um, about the glass thing? So you said coefficient of expansion. So just to correct... So soft glass, um, so fused glass, I think it's got like a coefficient of 90 to 96. And again, depending on what brand of glass you use. 96, like what are the varies. units? Like, well, it's a coefficient. So no it's a coefficient. Like, but what is it? So for example. Like, um, yeah. So what is, what is like. Uh, so like, no, borosilicate glass, the one I told you is very low. That one's 33. Everything else that I think I've worked with so far is like in the 90s to 100s. So mm. soft glass for like making beads, um, that one's like 106 or 120 or something. It's very soft. So like when you introduce a flame to it, a glass rod. So you usually take stock glass rods and melt them down for the lamp working stuff. And then you can form the blobs or whatever shapes you want and then use um tweezers or like um they look like dental picks um or a variety of different tools to help shape your desired shape um uh and so you can do that for the lamp working thing you can do it for the the big hot shop stuff as well i think the hot shop ones i think the coefficient of expansion is usually around 94 96 something like that um, so they're a little bit less melty than, say, the soft glass for making beads. I think, uh, I forget if fused glass and stained glass, they're in the 90s usually, but I can't remember which one's higher, which one's lower. Um, but it's kind of curious because I think you can make stained glass just by soldering pieces of glass together, but maybe you want to fuse it just to make sure they're all Mm-hmm. Um, all melted into one piece, not just connected by one join or another. Um, but yeah, so so for borosilicate glass, the coefficient of expansion being thirty three or thirty, um, that is, you know, at least a difference of sixty relative to the other glasses that I've learned of so far. So, uh, I've seen the glass studio manager. <laughs> He took a marble and just dropped it on the concrete floor and mm-hmm. it bounced straight back up. Like mm. no harm, no foul. Um, and definitely didn't some, want to crack definitely some foul. Just dropping marbles. I mean, he did it on purpose. Like he just wanted to see yeah, if it would. That's foul towards the marble. 
but you know due to the property of it it was you know all good so um <laughs> and i think he made quite a few in his lifetime so um by True. which i mean like hundreds and thousands so i think he was okay with letting one go for the sake of science um i am not at that level yet i've only done four um and each one is quite different and the latest one actually um i'm, I'm sorry Terabane, you cannot see this but i was inspired by a friend two friends one of them a co-worker went to go see the northern lights in norway and um, they were able to see it she and her partner went um and it was very beautiful and then the following week i had another friend who went to iceland and try as hard as they might they could not see the northern lights um and you have to travel very 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 far north like you pass the arctic circle and then this past week as not a that time far. of recording you don't, have to go above it. you don't have to well at the time that's what was recommended to them i don't i have not traveled that far north so i wouldn't know yeah i've seen it in, i've um, seen i've seen them in anchorage alaska I've seen them on YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was not about the Arctic Circle. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, I was very much below the Arctic Circle. No, they are very like um, nebulous thing and tricky thing. That and is- I've seen them from the ISS, International Space Station. Yeah. Not that I've been there, but again, Videos. by YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really magical. And so um, it, the past week at the time of recording, there's been quite a lot of sightings. I think it even went all the way down to Ireland. Um, yeah, there's, a lot, of, there's, a, there's a lot of um, solar flares and those solar mass ejections happening lately this year. So and yeah, so I uh, I have not seen them where I currently live, unfortunately, because it's just always cloudy. But um, I thought, wouldn't it be nice to kind of <laughs> trap some and like be able to look at it, even if Aww. I'm not able to? So I decided to try and make a marble of that, and I saw on YouTube a way to like make mountains, but they used this so there's another type of glass called dichroic glass and this is kind of like iridescent glass like it kind of it's it's like the toilet swirl that um vortex style marble that i think i was talking to michelle about a while ago when you brought um, it up you brought it up last episode yeah um and so i don't have that because apparently that's expensive <laughs> or more expensive than your standard colors so um but on youtube they had taken the hot glass for like the hot shop um and put you know a small square of this dichroic glass onto this molten blob of glass and then um used melted that dichroic square down um so that it was kind of uh, fused with the with the blob of normal clear glass and then took a pair of tweezers and just kind of poked some terrain on into the um dichroic film so that now it looks like a mountain and then just covered the bottom bit with uh, some more clear glass. So basically you've made a mountain um, trapped inside a, a round glass marble. And so I was like, that sounds pretty. Like I understand the principles. Let me try that with the borosilicate glass. So I tried, but I forgot to account for the factor that uh, borosilicate is once again resistant to change. Inertia is very much um its best friend Hmm. so try as i might to heat up the glass to make it all melty and goopy um i use like a small flame medium flame even the big chungus flame and it still went squish as much as i wanted it to 
in the Aurora Borealis, I tried to make that one like green and blue and pink. And you can't see this entire bang, but it's just a giant cloud of white. It's just um, so not cool. It's just, it's, it's just hazy. It looks like a, yeah, it's more like, like a mist. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't see through it. My the white, a white milky you colored. You could kind of look through, yeah, a little a- bit and see the mountains underneath, but no such luck. I tried to. It's like uh, those, so, it's like those tall put, mountains in is it like central China? But, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Chinese paintings, yeah, um, where it's all hazy and then you just um, see these from little a distance peaks of. Yeah. So okay, at least you see peaks. So yeah. I added a layer of clear under this aurora i guess now cloud um and then added a few dots that i wanted to make like snow caps and then um some like brown coloring around that and tried to build some you know like 3d terrain layer by layer and then poke you know some uh bumps into it uh and i think in the center there was supposed to be like a lake because i didn't want to make the whole thing um just one elevation uh but the and then i was like okay well the tree line would start sensibly close to the bottom so then i added some green um but then the green i don't think it blended well with the brown and turns out the green was more translucent than i expected i thought it was going to be opaque and then i think i accidentally ended up covering the thing in the middle which i was thinking to be either fjord a lake or a lagoon Hmm. so you can't even really see the lagoon either oh i see um (laughs) but it does kind of look cool and earthy i suppose overall and if you like shine a light at the bottom or the top you know it does look kind of you know depending on which way you look at it it could be kind of like an underwater scene or uh, an above water scene um, and I kind of like how the light plays with it. So as Bob Ross says, the happy little accidents. Um, I think it's like a cool you know. first prototype. <laughs> happy you little know, trees. As you, as you attempt yeah. this again with other materials and with greater expertise. Sure, sure. Um, and I think part of the glass like crackled up a little bit. So it really does give some like <laughs> ice shape to yeah, it, it which some was better than I could have hoped for. To it, yeah. Yeah. Very um, cool. So, uh, sometimes I guess you least expect things to work out and they do. So, and then, yeah, then other things materialize, you know, oh, that wasn't what I was planning, but like, that's cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the very least you can learn from what worked or what didn't work, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. Didn't mean to make that into a lecture, but, uh, (laughs) No, no, no. It was just, it was just and... curious about like where different like forks of paths could go. Right, right. Um, mm, no, I, I like that. Um, mm, no, I think it just I, and, and spurs you know thoughts of like yeah, because it's the science, but also the kind of the artistic yeah, you know, those happy accidents when you're experimenting and toying around with different materials and him hob like pulling and pushing yeah mm-hmm. i think that's cool um well we do have also some music to share today we do indeed yeah um, 
oh what's this first one i haven't actually heard of this artist before um yeah most of our songs today in Terrorbang are kind of focused on the two different artists hosier and is it Cleo? i say Kaleo, but Kaleo. i could be wrong i'm not too sure um but i there was one song it was you know stephanie's suggestion uh, to focus on those two but there was one song I've been listening to lately and I just felt like it kind of fit with how Stephanie mm. like I said she was dropping hints and she you know about what she wanted the topic to be about um you know, but it wasn't she didn't reveal exactly what the question was uh, right. but the song is called Moonlight by Azalea and it's very like diluted cigar raws it's like to me it's very cle- it's, it's very cleansing and uh-huh. very just neutral uh-huh. and so i just i've been listening to a little bit because it's just kind of like this open abyss like a warm like lukewarm bath nice um, okay and i just thought it was like yeah having this like neutral song in the beginning of this what stephanie describes yeah. more of a pensive slower paced episode uh i was like let's just start out with this is this artist uh, as as they say the last I'm not name? Sure. Or the Azale name? is what I was saying. Azale, I was saying Azala, but whatever. Could be. Um, have you heard other music by this individual? No, this is a song like I specifically found, okay. and I just kind of have it on my music playlist for doing All like right. yo- you know yoga, stretching, meditation. Yeah, I'll just um, give that a listen. Because it doesn't really like I couldn't even tell you how it sounds right now. <laughs> Like it's not a really clear super melody. memorable. <laughs> but that's why I like I like the effect it has on my on my brain of like I don't know it just kind of helps me tune things out. And okay, um, yeah, sometimes you need this. It doesn't have a really intense melody that sticks with you, but it's like yeah, it's it's music for sure. It's a song. Yeah, um, but yeah, it doesn't get stuck in your head or anything. It yeah. helps you really, I guess, clear your mind um, a bit. So yeah, starting off yeah. with, with with that, and Thank then. You kind of yeah uh, going into hosier's things yeah so the reason i guess why i wanted this topic was um partially through all the forest walks um i just wanted to clear my mind but didn't really want to think about words Hmm. but like i wanted some words because if it were just all sigaras it is a little bit you would never get out of forest (laughs) she would still yeah Yeah. i would still be there in the dark at 3 (laughs) a.m Just didn't be hanging like, this out is, this is with fine. like the bunnies, deers, and wolves. Right. <laughs> you know, no fire, just freezing. Um, so you know, I think I think Hosey is kind of like my guiding light home. <laughs> okay, just sure. you know, like bring bring a little bit of that humanity. You know, he's in many ways we've discussed how like um from Florence and the Machines, kind of like she's she's like the siren. Um, that like pierces through a fog to me hosier is the equivalent the male equivalent of that like but through a forest yeah. like a foggy day yeah. and so he's just kind of like calling you not home necessarily but just kind of like bringing you back to become grounded and you know like accept that you're one with it sounds cheesy but like one with the universe and it's okay there's the max ehrman poem desiderata it was like um, you're a child of the universe no less than the trees and stars you have a right to be here and i'm like oh that's so sweet so um yeah so the the hosier songs kind of i don't have a specific one um in terms of lyrics and what they mean to me but i just thought work song movement i think we've mentioned this one before gender and diatribes they all have like different beats and cadences to them very salient Um, beats i i put work song at the beginning 
I really like that song for how grounded it is. And I can't even remember what that specific song is like. It I know I like nice, it. It's nice humming in the background. Kind of like okay. kind of like the little drummer boy, like um, okay. I'm kind of bringing you in. And then it does slowly have this nice gradual crescendo when, you know. <laughs> Big have, fan of crescendos at what about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have, I like, I guess I'm kind of closer ish to it. Yeah. Cause I, like I've talked about some of like the aerial performance I've done. So I had a friend who like, was drawn to this song and did a lovely um, silks tissue performance to it. And mm. it was very suitable because it's, slow pace but there's also like somebody says a lot of soul in his voice and the mm-hmm. music and it's a beautiful piece that she put together um i mean slight deviation she was um she was in character as a sloth um this friend legend so it was absolute this- legend so it was this wonderful like character piece that was supposed to be comedic and she was dressed as a sloth and like this whole character that she was like a sloth that was like reluctant to move mm. and do mm-hmm. anything on the on the apparatus and then like this song comes on it's like it's slow but it's also like really like kind of like empowering and then there's like enervating enervating yeah. yeah and there's like this reluctant sloth who's just like too tired to move it's called like work song and i don't know it was that's beautiful i love that now i'm gonna listen to it and i'm just gonna think about your sloth friend my sloth friend yes evermore fantastic and then movement we talked about that i think in like the headphones episode we Mm. the the music playlist for headphones because it just i love it when the harmonies really jump in i think when he's singing the chorus and the choir comes in and then there's the bit where he goes like, ah, you know, and I can't even do it well, but there's this like, ah, it's not really a chant, but it's just, it's the siren call, you know, where yes. he's just like channeling the wilderness, but in like a human being It's weird to describe, but it's beautiful and just haunting um, in, in the best way. So and then I, I think really in, in the music like video that. that we shared um, um, has features that speak music video. I didn't even know. Yeah, we shared it in that episode as well. It has the dancer Sergey Plunin, who, but he was like the intention, like like Jose. Oh, like, this out, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, reached out to him to perform, but I think we'll move up the playlist. Like side note here, you know, because Jose reached out to this dancer because on his own several years prior. Circuit Plunin had had done a dance performance piece to the song "Take Me to Church." Um, That's right, because he's saying "S Plunin leaping." Yes, in one of the lyrics. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so that's kind of neat. And then to me, "Dinner and Diatribes" has a very um, I don't remember this one. kind of a country aspect. I want to add next to it, like Luke Bryan's "Country Girl Shake It for Me," because like the beginning bass line is very okay. similar. Michelle has this incredible knack for picking out (laughs) certain elements of songs. But there's no science behind it. I mean, there's a science behind it once you look at the results, but the way it appears in my head, I don't come up with like... Your corpus callosum is very (laughs) strong with this one, my friend. It's like, thank you. Because I can't come up with why. I'm like, oh, but that's the sound though. It's the same sound. If you ask me the music theory behind it or what exactly, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'll yeah, know. Yeah. maybe I'll think about it a bit more, but you like, just you just have head. a vast library and you're able to access all the records very quickly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess no, you're right. I should probably appreciate that. That's not, you know, it's things you take for granted. Like, oh, everyone doesn't think that way. And yeah, no, they don't. 
It just says like, I can't visualize how Stephanie plans her, you know, knitting projects. Like, I don't have that. I talked to um, an HR person about um, like some personality traits that I was trying to understand what my strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. And I got told I can't improve the weaknesses. So hooray. <laughs> Uh, but the the strengths were for the majority i think of all the options that were like strategic intellectual like just mm. brain pursuits she's like it must be a party living in your head cuz you li- <laughs> cuz you see far away and uh you know like like you see the big picture but also the small picture and you can think you know like short term as well as very long term and not everyone's able to do that i'm like what that doesn't click to me to me like anyone should be able to consider the consequences right. of this or that um, i think that's what again maybe this that's... is maybe this is like the fork in the road question because i'm like <sighs> i know that there will be a fork in the road. people are like is there a fork i don't know no i think that's one of the coolest things in the human experience and i know other and organisms might experience it but human experience of you just kind of assume you have the similar like or someone at least someone people can channel that or access that when they when they want to but apparently not which is mind-blowing to me yeah so it really would be something probably terrifying but just incredible if you could live a day in someone's shoes and 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 experience their thought process and be like but can you still you would still have your thought process and you wouldn't be able to override it with yours you would just kind of be like along for the ride and be like oh my god that's that's yeah Anyways, um, so thank you for your compliment of my uh, pairing Strong up. corpus callosum. <laughs> so yes, Dinner and Diatribes. Cool music video as well with the yeah. actress Anya Taylor-Joy and perspective of like, you know, when someone's like harnessed to the chair and like gets rotated around and she keeps she keeps it. She keeps a really good straight face because that music video is kind of chaotic. Um, so I think the next songs are kind of from you, Stephanie, a little bit more. From Eden? I can't remember how this one goes right now. Okay. I just remember it's, it's, it, all of Hosea's songs, I've listened to them so many times, but I can't name which ones are what. You just have like um, a playlist. These kind of blend together. I think I just, when I feel like I'm in a Hosea mood, I just hit play, yeah. you know, on Spotify and then it gives me what it gives me. And I think he's only put two records out, although I think he's like recently been releasing or trickling out some singles. So maybe a third album for 2023. I'm hoping. Um, well, and... I remember him saying he wanted to take a bit of a break because yeah, he's not, it's... he doesn't seem one to be really into the big fame. Well, I, think... I got an email saying that he's released two singles or he is in the process of about to releasing two singles. So oh, okay. um, I think they're coming out soon. An email from who? From Andrew himself. Here. <laughs> um, it's it's really cute. Like he was writing in his like journal entry, and that's I think Sony or who whatever record they like um, sent this photo to all the fans who signed up for this like Hosier notification list. Oh. And so he wrote about how he was like you said, you know, taking care, taking a break. But um, mm. he's excited now that he's like slowly coming back. And um, it's just nice, I guess, to have that little tiny little connection, you know, with the para, is it called parasocial relationships, where, you know, there's that celebrity and everyone else who's like a pleb is like, oh, yes, my friend, who's here? Mm. <laughs> so just like we are with our buddy Hans and Sierra Ross. <laughs> Stephanie has a lot of those relationships. Yeah, I guess. 
I, I don't think, feel yeah. that way, but yes, she's got. <laughs> I think we. Uh, out, yeah, I think so, we talked so about it in the early episode, like with the British one, how you straight up told a coworker you had a friend from this small town in England, <laughs> and it was because it was the member, Bradford. the member of One Direction, Zayn Malik, Zane, like, yeah, from yeah. there. And you're like, oh yeah, I have a buddy who's from that area, and they're like, and really? buddy Zane, and, and and the guy was like, yeah, sure, cool. Like he he was he not of even, our generation, so didn't he register. didn't really know who Zane could be. Um, but his accent was very much a Bradford boy. And I was like, mm, I know another Bradford boy. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. Shall we continue? Okay. Shall, so yes. yes so, so, so from Eden, Eden. From Eden's great. Um, the almost uh, parentheses sweet music um, is also another great one. I think the line, so something about let the good times roll. Um, it's very much, I think, a New Orleans line, right? Yeah, for like, the like theme, it's like the uh, slogan of Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. So this one's kind of like an upbeat, very like percussiony song. Um, it it kind of helps you go in if you're like a little bit down from the previous couple songs. Kind of helps you pick up the pace and just kind of keep keep going. Um, and sometimes that's the most important part. Just put one foot in front of the other. Um, and then yeah we okay the next one we have on the list but we may move this one is take me to church which is the classic one that i think most people like um where everyone has been introduced to like this haunting voice which is great um and famously apparently he isn't super catholic or like super religious so um now that i have that lens interesting interpretation or interesting perspective while he's talking about church. Uh, the next one is a more recent song. Uh, actually, the next two are pretty recent. Um, he So Hosier did a collaboration with Bear McCreary, who um, used to compose the Outlander um, soundtracks for the show. Um, and they partnered up for the God of War Ragnarok video game. And uh, Bear or somebody very wisely decided to bring Hosier on um, for the song Blood Upon the Snow. And Hosier is just like the perfect um, artist to kind of like sing this haunting tune through like the blizzardy, you know, Scandinavian winters, you know, just trying to slog through just to live another day. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the video game is about, but it seems like there are harsh weather conditions as well as things that are trying to kill you. So, uh, it's just a great great <laughs> tune um and then the following one is quite different um in fact i didn't even expect this direction from um hosier but i'm glad he sort of tried uh and, well, and succeeded called... it was it sounds good yeah De- i mean i think it to me anything that he tries he definitely succeeds so I, to okay. me that was a given okay um but it was <laughs> but good point um it was just it was just an interesting uh direction i suppose that i wasn't expecting given his prior uh types of songs um so this one's called tell it to my heart it's a collaboration with hosier and medusa who i i knew before as like edm sort of dj upbeat like rave dancing dance electronica yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And the song is um, that. Yeah, it is. So and it's great. I I love bopping to it like in the morning if I really need some pep. You know, it's got some pulsating beats 
to kind of keep you going and, you know, shrugging through the day, um, release that shoulder tension. <laughs> um, and Michelle, you made another interesting connection. Um, uh, you said there was a Calvin Harris song that was kind of similar, right? Yeah. The song, how deep is your love by Calvin Harris featuring the disciple tickets for the vocal aspects. And yeah, when Stephanie, I hadn't heard this song with Jose and Medusa. And so she, we watched, uh, the music video together and i was like right in the beginning i was like oh that sounds so much like how deep is your love but then especially with the beat drop i was like yeah the beat drop and like the yeah it was it was yeah. uncanny but it's interesting because it's like uh you know the vocalist in how deep is your love is female and has a very different sound um so it's a very different direction um so it's interesting how yeah it's because the song sounds similar the but difference the song in production i think yeah the song production in terms of like the backing tracks and chords i think yeah. were um yeah interesting directions yeah so definitely recommend listening to them back to back yes. like i think they pair well yeah yeah another pair that pairs well is um a traditional irish song called the parting glass and um, we've put up a version by Ed Sheeran and Hosier. So Ed, I believe, has some Irish heritage in his blood. Um, and obviously Hosier does too. Um, since Ed, I think, is more in the pop music scene or maybe because he was born, you know, raised more in England. I think he's got, it's not a pop take on it because I think this he sang this song originally in his first album before he got really big and famous um to me I thought it was like quite Irish but then I heard Hosier's version I think which he sang in the Late Late Show during COVID I think it was supposed to be like a pick-me-up <laughs> for everybody um you know just to know that <laughs> we're all in this together and you know harsh times but you know humanity's had harder ones before and that one's even more irish because he's able to do the lilts like even more better crazier i don't know what you what to call it but it's both of them are very yeah, beautiful his voice is very agile so he's able to really yes um and i could you know see myself like listening to both of them like in candlelight in a pub you know and everyone's just kind of like swaying to the the tune of whoever's singing it and it's just it's great to know that you've got that history of like so many people having heard this song before for decades potentially even centuries um and it's still being appreciated um and then now we're switching over to <laughs> A different artist um so i mentioned uh my one of my friends went to iceland and the tour bus driver tried to recommend a bunch of different icelandic artists as they were driving to all the different tourist sites cool. and uh they had some cigaros but the cigaros selection there were like three songs and to me they were okay but they they weren't the main bops so i questioned the story guide's taste the tour guide also was a big fan of this artist called Bubby, but um, both my friend and I agree that this Bubby, unfortunately, is not to our taste. I think it's like more country style, and, uh, not really for us. Um, and then the third one was Kaleo Kaleo, mm -hmm. um, and he is kind of a mix between like Hosier and Tom Grennan. Like it's it's kind of soulful, but the voice is a little raspy or a little coarser. Um, 
so I don't know if it feels like more impactful per se, but it's just if you really need to get deep into the 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 ruts of like why you're feeling bad, you know, this kind of helps you smooth through the the bumpy patches. So into my mother's arms is um one that stuck out with me. And way down we go, I think is his other famous one that I think Michelle, you said you heard about before. Yeah, I think um, I think what made it most popular is how it, it was part of the soundtrack for a film with Will Smith, Her- Helen Mirren, and Kate Winslet. Maybe I think I, maybe it's a few others of them. Um, but anyways, it was played in the opening scene of this film and um, paired with um, this great uh, domino art bit, you know, and so like the so- falling dominoes, but they yeah, got so- like intricate, very, yeah, very set up and the way it falls, you know, anyways, it yields like a different kind of pattern. It's super elaborate. There's like thousands of domino pieces. And <laughs> I just remember, I don't know, I, I was telling stuff and I can't remember why I went to see this film in theaters. Um, I don't know. I went with a friend at the time maybe it just it seemed like a lovely story about like processing grief and mm-hmm. moving on with your life it's like around it's like around christmas time too it was a really nice film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't remember much about the film i just remember <laughs> like watching this movie and being like this opening scene with this really impressive domino art bit <laughs> that will smith's character you know purportedly puts together and then he like you know leaves three years like, later when he's done with his job yeah starts. he's in this he's in like a low state of depression and and whatnot and um but I just remember, like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And, like, the song is really neat and catchy and groovy. Mm. And then it just kind of goes to the movie. And, like, no one talks about, like, <laughs> bad domino skills. You know, Maybe like, they had two different directors. Like, one was just the domino really scene. And then, you know, like, second unit director. And then the rest was the the, the main director. But the main director doesn't want to acknowledge this piece of brilliance by a second yeah. unit. And we'll so, link the video in the, in the, in the episode <laughs> for you to watch and share. But it was kind of like, kind of the movie as a watcher, which is silly of me maybe, but, you know, so much of it is about his depression and he's grieving the loss of his family. And like, I just wish someone would be like, hey, that was kind of cool what you did in the office either with the whole dominoes. You should like, make a career out of that. Or like, you know, you're able and to do that. there are people who have done that. Yeah, it's a career because... Because, yeah, there is someone, like, a real domino artist put that together for the film. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, CGI or anything. I but love I'm... that the domino artist was, like, the, the main commenter on yeah, like, that Yeah, well, you want to get credit. That, like, like, hey, that was me. me. Yeah, and then, yeah uh... but not, not all of them do that, you know? Right, yeah. So, and they should, you know, I love it. Good for them. Uh, but anyway, that, I was kind of waiting. <laughs> it's a lot of hard happen. work. <laughs> Maybe it's a deleted scene in the movie. I was kind of waiting for someone to mention that, like, <laughs> hey, you're able to put this really phenomenal thing together while being extremely depressed there's something to it uh but it may be it's it, like it reminds me of okay go have you seen some okay yeah go yeah it was kind of they're yeah. very elaborate like rube goldberg setups which is yes. you know like essentially in rube goldberg you want to um stuff you want to you want to accomplish a very simple task but you over you you go above and beyond what the prompt asked for in order yeah. to accomplish this task and they're very intricate and uh it's quite fun to see what the next obstacle or method to convey to the next stages yeah that's what i wanted to end on and yeah definitely watch the scene if you'd like to and everybody see the film too if you would yeah so desire let us know uh i guess circling back like what 
forks in the roads you have come across or what you currently are at. I'm always curious to see how different people, going back to Michelle's point, how different people process, you know, decision-making and what motivates them to do, you know, A versus B or C versus A, you know. Um, Also finding your way in the dark when you mm -hmm. take long. The music kind of keeps you going for that. Yeah. Um, And as always, take care. Stay safe, everyone. Definitely stay safe, please. Stephanie. I'm talking to Stephanie directly. <laughs> uh, I now have a headlamp. I just keep forgetting to bring it. Go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Darren. See you later, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Have a good one.